Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in once again to the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin, and my co-host, Tom Walker. You have found the home for tips, insight and discussion across the Premier League, Championship, League One and League Two. We've once again got an action-packed show for you today. It's the final round of games across the Prem and the Champ before the World Cup begins. So we've got plenty to sink our teeth into. We're going to bring you all of our tips from all of those leagues, wrap it up in a treble at the end, and then we'll have a little look through fantasy football as usual. Uh, But before we dive into anything, uh, we are sponsored as ever by matchbook.com. You can get a £30 money back as a free bet sign-up offer using the code TFBPODCAST upon sign-up. And we're just going to touch on a little bit of a sneak preview for next week, Tom, aren't we, as well? Yeah, we are, mate. Um, We are, as every sports pod and (laughs) sports in brackets company are doing, we're revving up for the World Cup. So we are going to be bringing you a lot of World Cup content, again, in partnership with the wonderful people at Matchbook. So what you can expect, you can expect two podcasts. So one will be out earlier than usual next week. Uh, It will be previewing the entire tournament. Uh, Mine and Tom's favourites, top goal scorers, banana skins. Uh, There will be... Uh, all kinds of different markets discussed and we'll be going through our thoughts and just getting really excited for uh, the World Cup, really. We will also be doing a knockout preview. So once the group group stage is over, uh, we'll be having a look at who's left, how our tips are doing. Uh, Maybe one of my uh, dark horses has fallen away, just like Turkey in the Euros, who knows? And uh, yeah, we'll be previewing the knockout rounds and uh, having a look at those teams under a closer microscope. Uh, in addition, T underscore FB podcast is our Twitter handle, and you're going to be getting daily tips on every single World Cup match. Again, in partnership with Matchbook, uh, with plenty to sink our teeth into, we'll be tipping out what we think will happen in every single game. And also... We'll be doing a World Cup cheat sheet. So this will be a docket, very similar to the podcast that we're going to be doing, but it will be in written form so you can keep glancing back at it. It will be absolutely free. It might just cost you a retweet on Twitter. Uh, And we will be able to share our World Cup betting docket, previewing every single team, again, in partnership with Matchbook. So loads coming your way. Uh, But yeah, as you said, Tom, before we get into that, we've got a final round of domestic football and this is such a weird situation to be in. Yeah, Um, I'm kind of torn because we're going to go through the Premier League in a minute and the first game is Man City versus Brentford and slight spoiler alert, I think there's going to be goals. But uh, aside from this game in particular, I'm thinking, is this going to be a weekend of caution? for a lot of clubs and a lot of players in particular. Because if there's a 50-50 this weekend, are players just going to hesitate a little bit? Are they not going to quite give everything because you know they don't want to risk getting injured or whatever for the World Cup, which is just literally around the corner? Um, so I'm, I'm just wondering, are we going to see a little bit more caution, a bit more lower scoring games this weekend across uh, especially the Premier League and the Championship? Maybe. Particularly the Prem. Maybe. Look at James Madison. One cap has worked his absolute tail off to get in that England squad. Posted a really emotional social media post just saying how happy he is uh, playing against West Ham and, you know, his 
is is you know a, a West Ham centre mid or a full back or is someone just going to absolutely clatter him when he gets the ball? Is he is he going to want to go near anyone? It, it's a really interesting uh, scenario we've got, and obviously one that we've we've never seen before. But as you said, Tom, the first game looks tasty. So should we dive in? Yep, let's dive straight in. It is Man City against Brentford, as I alluded to. As you'd expect, Man City very, very short for this game. Their price at 1.16 with Matchbook. Uh, The draw is 9.8 and Brentford are 23.0. Yeah, Man City to win here. Um, Haaland, I'm sure, will be starting this game um, after he's recovered now from his injury. Came on and scored the winning penalty last weekend uh, for Man City. Yeah, I'm pretty confident here. I've got a feeling that partly because Brentford have been pretty poor on the road, they've not won in any of their Premier League away games so far this season. And because, like I say, Haaland's going to be back, Man City have been fantastic in a row. They've won 10 Premier League games in a row at the Etihad. Um, I think they're going to score some goals here. I've got a feeling this is going to be four, five, six, maybe, um, and get things really kicked off. With a bang on Saturday lunchtime. In terms of markets, uh, Man City and over 3.5 goals is 2.08. And if you're more confident in City to score like me, Man City and over 4.5 goals is 3.2. And they're probably the the couple that I'll be looking at here. 2.08 for a team to win and to be over four goals. I completely agree with you. Brentford, fourth worst defence in the Premier League. Lambs to the slaughter, I think. But, uh, yeah, the price just shows the gulf between Man City and everyone else, doesn't it? It does indeed. Um, right, moving on to the three o'clock. So we've got five of them this weekend. Uh, Bournemouth against Everton will get started with 2.96 for Bournemouth, 3.4 for the draw and 2.7 for Everton. Any strong fancies for you in this one? Oh, my God. Absolutely not. I don't think. Um, <laughs> as I'm going to look at... An Everton persuasion of under 2.5. I always see Everton as an unders team. 71.43% of their games have been unders. But, you know, you look at Bournemouth and their last Premier League game, 4-3. They beat Everton in uh, this exact fixture in uh, the Carabao Cup in midweek, 4-1. Before that, it was 3-2, loss against Tottenham. It's just there's goals all over the place for Bournemouth and and Everton, apart from obviously conceding those goals to Bournemouth, they've been relatively low margin. So I'm not 100% sure where to go here. Yeah, um, I'd agree. The only thing I was thinking of, maybe Everton clean sheet, no. So that's Bournemouth to score at least one goal. Uh, That's priced at 1.38. And I know the price isn't exactly the biggest thing we're going to read out on the show this weekend. But... Uh, Everton have only kept one clean sheet away from home in the league uh, this season. That was in the most recent game away from home, uh, away at Fulham. And Bournemouth, we've seen, can score. Um, Put four past Everton in this fixture in midweek um, at the Vitality. Scored three against Leeds at the weekend. uh, Scored two against Spurs at home in the last Premier League home game. So they've shown they're capable of scoring goals. um, And yeah, Everton struggle for clean sheets on the road. So... Not a big price one, but potentially maybe one to chuck in an accumulator. Yeah, just a really quick shout out. Dominic Solanke. Um, last season, massively under the the radar of uh, of 
of punters and fans because Mitro was just going absolutely crazy. Um, mm. Solanke's been really good this season. He's got three assists and three goals in 12 games. But again, because Fulham are doing so well and Mitro went off again, feel like he's under the Mitro shadow again. So kind of funny how that works out. But uh, yeah, Solanke, always good for a goal. I like your tip. Yeah, maybe thing is with Solanke, maybe he likes it. Less spotlight mm. on him, just going on the radar, doing his thing, less pressure, yeah. um, less expectation in the wider media, maybe. Um, yeah. And it's benefiting him. Moving on to Liverpool-Southampton then. 1.27 for Liverpool, 7.0 for the draw and 13.0 for Southampton. Now, obviously, a big talking point in this particular game. Um, the sacking of Ralph Hassenhuttel since we last recorded the pod and Nathan Jones coming in as a new Southampton manager. A tough ask for him to come into this particular game and get a victory. Liverpool should win. Not a chance am I going to put them... On any bets though this weekend at one point two seven. Firstly, I'm scared of the the new manager bounce, as you and listeners probably know. Secondly, we've seen Liverpool lose to Forest and Leeds in recent weeks. You know they beat the good sides, they beat the Man Cities, the Spurs, uh, you know those kind of teams. But yeah, when they come up against teams you'd expect them to beat, they've been coming undone recently, and it it scares me too much. I'm not going to go for Liverpool. They'll probably win though. Yeah, last Premier League home game, lost to Leeds, right? So, you know, there's definitely a little bit of cause of concern for Liverpool. I think their real bad slump is definitely over. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you, Tom. I expect them to win, but <laughs> absolutely 0% chance I'll be investing in Liverpool in any way this weekend. No, thank <laughs> you. Uh, just a quick one on Nathan Jones. Mm. Good appointment? in your eyes or it wasn't what I was expecting to be honest no I thought they might go continental as they have done pretty much since Nigel Adkins um I like it I think this is what we all what we all want isn't it Nathan Jones is the second manager after Eddie Howe to manage in League Two League One the Championship and now the Premier League that that's what we want no he's a young Welsh manager who's done the hard work I think it's a really good appointment. I think he's... I I'm, I know I sound so boring, Tom, and I know you're going to roll your eyes, but again, if the guy was Italian, German, Austrian, French, I feel like people would be a lot more excited. But because it's Nathan Jones from Luton, we're not allowed to look at it as a good, good appointment. He's done one of the best jobs in the EFL over the last six years, eight years. And I just think mm. he deserves a crack and I really hope it works out because this is what we want, isn't it not? It, it is. I get. I completely get it. I feel as a Forest fan and viewing Southampton as a fellow relegation rival, I'm quite pleased with this appointment because I feel like a bit underwhelmed if I was a Southampton fan. Um, I don't deny that Nathan Jones deserves his opportunity. Absolutely does. I worry he's got that big black mark on his record when he moved from Luton to Stoke. Oh, and, uh, I knew you were going to bring Stoke this up. There, but, I knew you were going to bring You can't batter him with this. No, no, Stoke's no, an absolute but, basket case of a club. They're a disaster. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's a big step up for him. It's a big step up compared to, you know, managing Luton. 
going up to the Premier League millions of Southampton. Um, lots of international players, lots of players on big money. So uh, do you think wages. Lopetegui is a better appointment than Jones? Because it's basically two relegation rivals. Mm, yeah. Really? Yeah. So yeah, I'd, yeah I I'd always rather appoint somebody who's on the rise than rather on the decline, personally. Throw your name out the bin, you know, take Real Madrid off this guy's CV. He's just been relegated with Sevilla. Uh, sorry, relegated. <laughs> He's just been sacked by Sevilla, who are near relegation, and that's a bloody almighty fall. Uh, La Liga's not at its prettiest moment right now, and that's a disastrous job. And he's on the decline. He's on the way, kind of spiraling down. Nathan Jones on the up. I'll tell you what, Tom, we'll see who finishes higher, Lopetegui or Jones. We'll see if either of them make it towards the end of the season, actually. Look, as a Forest fan, I hope they both do very poorly and it helps us escape the relegation zone. <laughs> should, we, uh, should we talk about the Carabao Cup champions 22-23? Yeah, can't wait for my visit to Wembley next year. Um, Forest, yeah, 3.25 at home to Crystal Palace this weekend. 3.35 is the price for the draw and 2.52 uh, for Crystal Palace. They're the favourites away from home in this particular game. I've got to say, and we mentioned this before we started recording, I think this is a good price for Forest this weekend. Yeah, um, We played very well in getting a tall draw against Brentford last weekend. I'm not going to bring up all the dodgy referee and VAR decisions, whatever. Um played even better in midweek in the Carabao Cup, beating Spurs 2-0. And that was a nine changes Forrest made. Um, and Spurs played a fairly strong side uh, in that particular game. So that was a really impressive win from Forrest. And I just think we're getting we're building a bit of momentum now, um, especially at home. And I think we can beat a Palace side who don't really travel particularly strongly. Uh, they've won one of the last five of their away games across all competitions um, they've not scored in four of the last five away games so I don't think Palace are anything to fear here for Forest. yes they've got players that can hurt us 100% you know your Eze's Elise's Zaha's we've got to be on it like really on it but this is a game Forrest needs to be looking at and thinking we've got to get three points here, and we can get three points here. Yeah, Palace scare me in transition. So much pace against a central defensive pairing of Steve Cook, Scott McKenna, Joe Worrell, Willie Bolly. I mean, slow down, lads. Bloody hell. Like we're, They're going to be in big trouble with Zaha running in behind and Alise zipping in and out. I think that is a huge cause for concern. His pace... Uh, we got to be, apart from Brennan and a couple of other lads, we got to be one of the slowest teams in the league. Good grief. Mm-hmm. The lack of pace is alarming. I do fancy Palace to score. However, Tom, I'm not reading too much into that win away at West Ham. Uh, obviously, you can only you know score from the opportunities presented, but for the first goal, it's an absolutely calamitous giveaway from, from West Ham at the back. And then the second goal, the winner from Elise, um, is a deflected effort that just loops look nicely into the far corner. I know they played decently well, but quite a you know fortunate um, fortunate turn of events there. 
I'm going to go for Forest and both teams to score. And it's a massive price. It's 7.0. 7.0. Nice. Just the nice. pace on the transition, as I said, for Palace. And as you mentioned, Tom, I've got nothing to add on what you said about Forest. Just been fantastic recently. Building and they were starting to become... A few weeks ago, they were starting to become not a laughing stock, but they were getting... It was looking very grim. And they were looking like they were going to go down quite comfortably. Now they have as good of a shout as anybody else in that mix. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's move on to Tottenham against Leeds. Then Spurs, the home side, they're the favourites, as you'd expect, at 1.68. The draw is 4.4 and Leeds are 5.4 for the victory. Um, Leeds coming off the back of two good wins, um, away at Liverpool and at home to Bournemouth, building a bit of confidence now. Um, interestingly, and there's not a market on this for Matchbook, but I think it's something that people should look into. Uh, Spurs have conceded the, the first goal in seven consecutive games, and that's across all competitions. So with this form and goal-scoring capability that Leeds have, and they're on, potentially look for Leeds to score the first goal in this game, I think. Um, we, we've spoken about last week how slow starting Tottenham can be. It's been spoken about a lot in the media as well. Um, so I certainly think Leeds are going to come here without any fear. They're going to go at Spurs if they can. I certainly think they could get the first goal. In terms of the actual result, not sure what it's going to be, but I do think it'll be entertaining. Probably both teams to score as well. 1.7 is that price. Both teams to score for me as well, mate. As uh, got what I've got wrote down here. And Leeds have scored at least two in victory and defeat um, in their last uh, three, sorry, four Premier League games. Uh, so, yeah, they definitely know where the back of the net is. 61.54% uh, of their games have gone over 25 as well. And as you mentioned, Tom, there's this whole thing going around at the moment, isn't there, about Tottenham just not trying in the first half and then trying to out-fitness teams in the second half. I, I don't buy it. I'm uh, Both teams to score is what I got wrote down. Can't pick a result. I just think another market, the half-time result market, again, we're, we're leaning on this Tottenham starting slowly thing, but Leeds to be winning at half-time is 5.4. Mm. And I thought, you know, it's not a bad price, that. It's not. It's not. I could see it. Even if Leeds, dom even if, sorry, Tottenham, Donham, <laughs> even if Tottenham dominate, uh, <laughs> Leeds have, again, lots of players on the counter-attack, Somerville in particular, it looks really bright. So, yeah, mm. lots of danger. Right. Uh, final three o'clock, West Ham against Leicester. 2.16 for West Ham, 3.6 for the draw and 3.75 for Leicester City. Um, anything strong for you here? I like Leicester. I do. Um, I haven't... Sense a but. No, I just... I think West Ham are going to come round eventually. Um but I'm having a look at Leicester's last two away games. Very similar assignments, I feel like. This is a definitely a step up, but they played Wolves away, won 4-0. Then they played Everton away, won 2-0. And I just think this is a similar assignment in a team that's not quite flying. West Ham in 15th. Um, I just could see Leicester taking advantage. Tillemans, I mean, just giving the ball on the edge of the box. 
and he's just going to mm. absolutely rifle one. And obviously, yeah. I spoke about Madison. Um, he's been in purring form. 3.75 for them. And, you know, West Ham, as I mentioned, bit of an unlucky defeat against Palace last time out, but still lost. And in, you know, the last kick of the game circumstance as well. I worry about him in this game. And I think Leicester got the tails up. 3.75, mate. It could be looking back at a 2-0, 3-0 for Leicester. That would be stealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think the odds would be a bit more even, wouldn't you? Yeah. Than yeah. Uh, heavily weighted towards West Ham. Um, another thing that I noticed from this particular game, over 2.5 goals, you know I love a little historical stat between two sides playing each other. Mm. Uh, seven consecutive games between these two have been over 2.5 goals. Uh, the price is 1.98, just a shade under evens. And away from home, uh, six of Leicester's seven away Premier League games have also been over 2.5 goals. The only one that wasn't was the most recent win, uh, 2-0 away at Everton. So, yeah, I, I could see, like you're saying, 2-1 Leicester, maybe maybe more for Leicester. But, um, yeah, I think there'll be goals again here. Leicester, 13 points in the last eight games. It's better than Tottenham, Brighton, Liverpool, Fulham, etc. Into the 5.30 then, Newcastle at home to Chelsea. 2.42 for Newcastle, 3.55 for the draw and 3.25 for Chelsea. Uh, are you on board with me? Newcastle victory? Yeah. Yeah, throw away your your uh, your club names. Throw away the fact that this is Newcastle and we know them to be crap over the last couple of years and Chelsea reigning bloody world champions or whatever they are. Uh, yeah, I'm all in on Newcastle, mate. Um, so many threats, so much solidity at the back. I should know I've got two Newcastle players at the back in my fancy team. They get a clean sheet pretty much every week. <laughs> Unbeaten at home all season. Haven't lost in the last 10. Uh, and Chelsea, identity crisis, I think. Looked really good under Potter, didn't it, immediately? And now they're they're trying to figure it out again. And he's, he's chopping and changing a lot. And I completely get why he's doing it. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to work out his best team on the fly. And that's a little bit more forgivable when you're towards the bottom. But when you're Chelsea, that's... That doesn't stick for long. So he's got to figure it out quickly. Um, yeah, Newcastle for me. And I think it's I think it's a really good price as well. I think we're still getting that that Newcastle aspect. You know what I mean? The surprise element. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, nothing more to add for me. I think Newcastle will win this game. Uh, Wolves against Arsenal then finishes off for Saturday. 6.6 for Wolves. 4.5 for the draw and 1.58 for Arsenal. And again here, I've not got an awful lot to say on this, but Wolves, we've spoken about time and time again, still really struggling. They're in 19th in the league, uh, just two wins from their 14 Premier League games and Arsenal still remain at the top, 11 wins from 13 games. And it would again be a surprise if uh, if Wolves got anything out of this game. 1.58 for Arsenal, I think, is a perfectly backable price. Uh, put it in an accumulator or whatever. Happy days. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think Arteta wants to send a message, doesn't he, to Man City. He wants to be top before this World Cup break. And like, mm. if they lost and City won, you know, after all that hard work, they'd end up not being top, um, which would be a kick in the teeth. I know the title was not won in November, but sends a message. So, yeah, I can... I'm really confident Arsenal will win that game. Yeah, 
me too. Okay, moving into Sunday, we've got two games. Brighton against Aston Villa is the first one. 1.9 for Brighton, 3.9 for the draw and 4.5 for Aston Villa. Um, wasn't sure with this one, to be honest. I'm a fence sitter here. Um, obviously, Villa, Unai Emery's first game in charge last weekend. They beat Manchester United 3-1 at home. Excellent start to him. Then lost in the... EFL Cup in midweek, but you know, very much rotated sides from Manchester United and Villa again. Um, yeah, I don't know really with this one. Same, still learning about Deserby uh, and lots to learn about Emery. So, want to see them away from home, see what's going to happen. Finally, then to wrap up the Premier League, we've got Fulham against Manchester United. Fulham 4.1, 4.0 for the draw, 1.93 for Manchester United. Who's going to win, Tom Walker? Goals. <laughs> Entertainment. Goals will be the winner, Tom. Uh, both teams to score for me. It's 1.65. Tricky test for United. Um, clearly, under the last couple of assignments, they've shown that they're not the strongest at the back, uh, going through the motions a bit defensively. Uh, and Fulham continued to surprise. Andreas Pereira in particular. Uh, he has created... The second most amount of chances in the Premier League this season behind uh, somebody called Kevin De Bruyne. So, yeah, Fulham really potent going forward. Lots of creativity. Should be a really good game and both teams to score for me, I think, is the safe bet. Even though 1.65, it's a little tight. Yeah, I'd second that. Uh, Maybe the only other alternative is over 2.5, very similar price, so 1.68. So, you're getting a slight, slight more there. But um, yeah, eight of the last nine Fulham games have been over 2.5 goals. Uh, five of the last six consecutive meetings between the two sides have been over 2.5. So yeah, I agree. Entertaining. Wraps it up nicely with a bang, with a bit of fun. Um, let's talk about Matchbook. Then we'll dive into more fun in the Championship League One and League Two, shall we? Yeah, we really appreciate Matchbook's support. Um, this show and every show that we've put out this season and last season for that. Uh, so there's a £30 money back as a free bet uh, offer available to new customers. So if you sign up using the code TFB Podcast, as in the football betting podcast, you'll be able to bag yourself a little safety net uh, for this weekend. So if your first bet loses, you get up to 30 quid back as free bets to reinvest into something uh, something else on the site. So well worth checking out. Uh, TFB podcast again is that promo code. Thank you, Tom. And let's, without any further ado, then go into the championship. Um, let's start by touching on the Nathan Jones uh, subject again. Luton are at home to Rotherham this weekend. Luton are priced at 1.75. So they're they're very short. They are, I believe, quickly scanning down the odds now. They're the, they're the shortest price by a long way team in the championship this weekend. Uh, Rotherham are 5.6 for the victory. And I was just looking at these prices and so surprised that Luton was so short uh, considering they've just lost their manager. Um, yeah, is, I don't is, get it. A situation that we've spoken about before when when Paul Warren left Rotherham um, after he's been part of the furniture for so long, they subsequently suffered in his absence and we picked up on that and tipped out some winners in, in those uh, subsequent weeks. Could it be a similar situation here? Because, you know, how are they going to 
feel without Nathan Jones, who's been there and done so well um, for quite a long time now. Um, it's going to be weird for them, isn't it? And Rotherham aren't hopeless. You know, they went away to Sheffield United in midweek and won to nil. So they aren't hopeless. You know, this this could be a, a, a big outside pick of the week. It could be. I wouldn't be going anywhere near um, Luton. Uh, Rotherham are just coming off the back of Burnley, where they lost in absolutely ridiculous circumstances. Lost mm. 3-2. They conceded, I think, a 100th minute winner. Yeah, yeah. And like a 92nd minute equaliser or something mad like that. Great, really good performance. And they lost 3-1 to Norwich at home. That's another tough game. Very, very competitive in it all the way till the end, pretty much. And then, as you mentioned, beat Sheffield United. So they're coming off the back of three tough assignments where they may not have all the points they want. But, but do you know what, actually? Now I say that, you offered them three points from those three games before. They would have took it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, a massive banana skin. I won't be going anywhere near it. Uh, Tom, I'll get proceedings kicked off with, I'm feeling very smug and, and I'd like to self-indulge. Go on. I, You know no, I'm a no. massive, massive Coventry fan. Yes. And sometimes when there's a team struggling and you've predicted them to do well, you can either turn your back on them and think, bloody hell, I was wrong. Or you can be very arrogant and defiant and continue to stick to your guns and think that they're going to be good. And I did that with Coventry, the second one. And they're looking good now. They're up to 12th uh, mm. with two games in hand on most teams and five points outside the playoff places. I had them finishing in the playoff places before the start of the season. Of course, they've still got challenges with the stadium and all that. But this is a club that has been resilient over the last, God, what, 20 years, maybe? So yep. this is just another bump in the road. They're against QPR, who, I mean, the Mick Beal stuff happened with Wolves. And he, he said, no, 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 He's do, he, did the, um, he did the Wolf for Wall Street. I'm not leaving. And then after sure, that, man. it's, it's been, a, <laughs> been, a bit, been a bit dodgy, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, no wins in the last four, three defeats. In that time, Coventry for me got the best player in the league at the moment, and that's Victor Gyokeresh. His goal um, on the weekend was, or midweek, sorry, was absolutely unbelievable. Not many players can do what he's doing um, at the moment. He's got seven in 18 um, this season. And yeah, I just really fancy Coventry to get that going. Their home record has been decent and have avoided defeat in five of eight. Not bad. Uh, yeah, I'm just really feeling commentary right now. The momentum they've got is absolutely delicious and they're priced at 2.48. Yep, I agree. Uh, I was going to sell it on myself, completely agree. Uh, next one for me, Watford, priced at 2.44. It's a common theme, isn't it? You can, If you pick winners in the champ, you're really getting nice. good prices. Absolutely really crazy. The uh, Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, uh, again, Luton, the only team under evens all weekend. Yeah, um, so yeah 2.44 for Watford. Uh, they've won four of the last five games. So uh, they're really starting to pick up some decent form now under Slavon Bilic. Uh, and Bristol City have been struggling at home. They played six games at home across October and November. They've won just one. Uh, they have lost at home in that patch to Sheffield United, Millwall and QPR. Um, 
Watford's one game that they didn't win in their run of four wins in five. That was a loss to Coventry, which you've just waxed lyrical about Coventry, Tom. So, um, yeah, that's the, the form that Coventry in. Fair enough. You know, <laughs> I kind of forgive Watford that that defeat, considering they've won all the other games and lost against a very good on-form side. So, for me, yeah, Bristol City struggling, 20th in the, in the division. Watford looking up uh, 2.42 for Watford <clears throat> is a good price again. Yeah. Uh, Tom, I'm going to take Blackpool. Um, they're 3.35. They're a massive price. Away at Wigan, who a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, handed Liam Richardson a new contract. And he left his role today. Uh, today being Thursday, I think. Thursday, Wednesday yep. night, something like that. Yep, uh, don't know. Yeah, today. Don't know what's going on there, to be honest with you. But I do know they're really struggling. They're bottom of the form table over the last eight games with four points yielded. Their home form, they're in single digits for points yielded at home. Uh, for context, Blackpool, actually, ironically, have the second worst home record. They've got 10 points from 10 games. Wigan <laughs> stuck on six. Um, this is all about Wigan. I've, I'm fully aware that Blackpool are very hot and cold. Uh, they had one of the top scorers in the league at the time in Jerry Yates, who's got nine in 20 this season. Corbiano, three in 17, the young Wolves loney, has been chipping in. Patino's looked good in midfield. Clearly, there's issues, right? That's why they are down in 21st. But I think they arrive here buoyant. I think they arrive here licking their lips and smelling blood a little bit. And Wigan, despite a 2-2 draw against Swansea, which we are going to talk about in rage later on, um, they've been pretty poor, to be honest with you. Um, Mm. No wins in their last seven. Uh, They haven't won any of the last three, Tom, against Blackpool uh, for the historics out there. And uh, as I said, just three points at home all season. Blackpool not firing, but I think they'll have enough and they'll go there and win 3.35. Yep, Uh... Could certainly see that one. Um, for me, I'm going to bore us out just very briefly. Norwich against Middlesbrough. Um, some yeah, interesting but slightly boring stats for this particular game caught my eye. Um, Norwich haven't conceded a goal in games against Middlesbrough for seven consecutive games. Um, eight consecutive games between these two sides have been under 2.5 goals. So... Yep, under 2.5 is where I'm going here again. 1.92 is the price. So not too bad considering that, you know, these games between the two sides have been historically very low scoring. Um, And it could have that kind of tension and tightness of uh, two teams going up up against each other towards the top end of the league or, you know, aspiring to be towards the top end of the league in Middlesbrough's case anyway. Um, Yeah, I think it'll be boring. I think it'll be under 2.5. Thanks for that, mate. Uh, Sunday. So, okay, I'm going to bring the vibes back up with my last championship pick. Sunday. It's the big Lancashire derby. Um, Burnley, Blackburn. Top against second. I'm back in Burnley at 1.7. Three reasons. Number one, Burnley are better at football. (laughs) It's as simple as that. I think they're by far and away the better team. Uh, I think they'll finish miles ahead of Blackburn. 
uh, come the end of the season. Number two, uh, Burnley's home record. It's the second best in the league after Blackburn, ironically. 22 points yielded from the 10 games. Reason number three, Blackburn's away record. It is worse than Hull City. It is worse than Blackpool. It is worse than Swansea. It is worse than Coventry and Birmingham and Stoke, who, by the way, Tom, just as a little FYI to yourself, have the best, the eighth best away record in the league. That really escaped me, that did. Uh, Wigan, Sunderland, all these teams have a better away record than Blackburn, who sit in second, heavily, heavily reliant at home. I think they're a bit smash and grabby and a bit low marginy and maybe a bit lucky. I don't want to be too harsh, but I think this game's played 10 times. Burnley win eight for me. Um, I'm, I'm a big claret boy, so I'm going to go with them. Yeah, um, I'm going to add a little extension to that. I agree with everything you said. I'm going to go for Burnley and no. So Burnley and both teams to not score. It's priced at 2.82. And that's just because away from home, Blackburn don't do both teams to score matches. Um, they've played, what, 10 on the road? And they've had one both teams to score. Um, every other one has either been a win to nil or a loss to nil. So, sticking with the trend here, um, Burnley and no. I think that crazy stat still stands, doesn't it, where there's been no equaliser in a Blackburn game this season. So, yeah, that stacks up for you Beautiful as well. From home, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, that's no more from the champ from me. Uh, shall we move to League One then? If we have to. I'll oh. t- tell you what, Slim what Dickens. Like, Slim. League One's usually good for us, isn't it? I know, I hated it this weekend, I'll be honest. I had a look and I thought, oh, that's close, that's close. If you're you struggling, you go first then. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to talk about Pulpsmith. I don't know why I did the, an Essex accent then, but Portsmouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't the know Cow- why. Maybe the Cowleys. The Cowleys there. Right? Yeah, maybe the Cowleys, yeah. Portsmouth, away at Morecambe. Um, you know, one of the obvious ones, not going to lie. 1.75, which I think is actually a good price for Portsmouth away at Morecambe, I'll be honest. Uh, Portsmouth riding high in fifth, Morecambe. 22nd, Morecambe. Two wins in 17 matches. This season, uh, they are really struggling. Uh, this season, Cole Stockton obviously almost single handedly kept them up last season. Uh, their top scorer has four goals this season, and it is a midfielder, Jensen Weir. Um, Portsmouth just looking decent, Nick. And I like how many um goal threats they have Josh Caroma, uh, Dane Scarlett on loan from Tottenham. He looks like a real live wire. Colby Bishop, he's their top scorer. Eight in 15, the former Aki Stanley man. Uh, yeah, Morecambe, just no wins in the last five. Uh, just a one win at home. Uh, they have actually haven't lost to Portsmouth in any of the last five uh, games together. So that makes me a wee bit nervous. But I like what I see from Portsmouth. They are chuntering along nicely. I, I'm not going to say they're blowing anyone apart, but they're keeping in touch every week. Um, I just have a look at their last couple of away games. A similar assignment in Forest Green. They went there 1-1-0 and in their last EFL away day. So similar assignment, a team lower down towards the bottom. Yeah, I'm uh, in on Portsmouth. Cool. 
Uh, for me, I'm going to go for Peterborough United to win and both teams to score. It's priced at 4.4. They're away at Exeter this weekend. Um, Peterborough haven't kept a clean sheet away from home yet, so that bodes well for the uh, both teams to score side of things. Uh, however, they are in pretty decent nick at the moment. They've won four of the last five games, including the last two away. Um, in terms of both teams to score, six of the last seven Exeter games have been both teams to score. And seven of the last nine Peterborough across home and away have been both teams to score. Um, so I just think both teams are often involved in both teams to score games here. Struggle to keep clean sheets. Peterborough are much the better, better form of the two sides. Uh, Exeter kind of worry me at the moment, looking at their recent results. They've conceded four goals three times in the last five league games. So... Uh, Big worry for me. They've all been four-two losses, ironically. They've had yeah. five four-two losses in the so three four-two losses in the last five games. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think Peterborough can again. You know, they're more than capable of scoring goals, especially players like Johnson, Clark, Clark Harris, Kwame Poku. You know, they've got lots of players, Jack Marriott, who are capable of getting on the score sheet. And uh, yeah, I think they'll win with uh, plenty of goals in the game. Cool. Uh, I know you've got, uh, spoiler alert, I know you've got Sheffield Wednesday on your list. So I'll leave mm -hmm. that for you. Uh, I'm going to go for a double chance. MK Dons or draw uh, against Derby County. Just a little bit of a, I think it's to do with preparation um, and just kind of recent form as well a little bit. MK Dons, absolute horror show of a home record. Let's not beat around the bush. <laughs> Two, they've avoided defeat twice this season. They've lost every other match. Uh, that's out of eight. And yeah, Derby really rely on their home record. Their home record, they've played eight, won five, drew one, lost two. Away from home, played eight, won two, lost three, drew three. They've only scored six goals on the road. On the flip side, they've only conceded five but we're not looking at MK Dons to necessarily win they only have to get a draw and there has been some signs that MK Dons there's a pulse there's a pulse at MK Dons because they looked absolutely dead and buried and the, the nails were being struck down into the coffin but uh, we heard a pulse and we, we stopped nailing them down because they have managed to get together a couple of uh, decent results notably uh, in their second-to-last EFL game, where they beat Charlton 2-0 away. Um, you know, previously before that, a very respectable 0-0 away at Cheltenham. Uh, obviously, the assignment has changed dramatically for MK Dons, so I think that draw is a is a good draw. And yeah, Derby, just Paul Warren, just trying to figure it out, really. Um, very similar to Graham Potter at Chelsea, I think, just trying to figure it out on the job. And when you're one of the top teams, it doesn't really work. Derby, extra time and penalties away at Liverpool on Wednesday. And MK Dons played on Tuesday. So a little bit. And they were at home too, MK Dons. Uh, so travel is very much in favour of MK Dons as well. 1.74 for double chance. Cool. Uh, yeah. To round it up then for me, Sheffield Wednesday away at Accrington Stanley. 1.68 is the price for Wednesday. Pretty short, so we won't spend too much time on it. Uh, they're pretty good 
away from home on Wednesday. They got the second best away record in the league. They've played eight, won five, uh, drawn one and lost two. The two losses coming away at Plymouth and Peterborough. So arguably two of the toughest places to go away from home um, in League One. And Accrington just, yeah, really struggling. They're just hovering above the relegation zone in 20th place in the league. Uh, they've not won for six consecutive games now, uh, conceding a lot of goals, home and away. Um, just to run through their recent six league results, uh, these are all losses. 3-0, 3-0, 3-2, 3-1, 3-0, and then a one all against Lincoln. A worrying amount of threes in that run hmm. of results. Yeah. <laughs> So if if you're conceding three goals to you know Fleetwoods for example, uh, and I, I will give Accrington a, a bit of slack, those runs of fixtures that I've just read out, they have played like Peterborough's, your Boltons, um, Plymouths as well. So they've played some of the top sides, but again here Sheffield Wednesday, you're playing a top side, and if you've got a leaky defence like that and other teams are taking advantage, you can be damn sure Sheffield Wednesday are going to take advantage again this weekend. Yeah, I'm all in on the Owls. Uh, any more for League One, Tom? Or Nah, let's go to League Two, I think, unless there's anything else you want to uh, no, check no. out. Yeah, choo-choo. Next stop, the Railway Men. Crew Alexandra. <laughs> um, I'm looking to absolutely go against um, Colchester in Every single way possible. I've been doing this now three, four seasons, maybe. Um, they are showing zero signs of life year after year. I think this is a year, I mean, you know, oh, look at me. I'm predicting the team bottom of League Two to go down. What a what a, what a, a tipster. But um, I think this is a year they do finally go. Uh, and I think a game like this against a bang average team like Crew away from home is just too much for them. Like, it's just... They can't handle it. Uh, one point away from home all season. One point. It's absolutely horrendous, uh, to be honest with you. They are bottom of the form table. Uh, five points in the last eight games. The bottom of the real table. As I mentioned, they've got the fourth worst defence, the third worst attack. And as I said, crew... Nothing to shout about. I'll be 100% transparent with you. They've got the fourth worst record over the last eight games. And they've only managed to get it together the last two, which obviously is great for us. It means they're hopefully on a bit of an upward trajectory. Uh, yeah, just Colchester, absolutely all at sea. They're a complete mess. And yeah, crew, 2.3. I'm lapping that up all day long. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Weird, wasn't it, with crew recently? Um their manager and assistant manager have swapped roles. Yeah, I, I heard on a another pod that I'd highly yeah. recommend um, <laughs> that um, uh, it's personal issues, death in the family, blah, blah, blah. So they had to swap uh, yeah. over because the manager position was taking too much of a mental uh, strain. So Yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, for me, Stevenage, again, short price, 1.53 there at home to Hartlepool. But, you know, you'd expect this is second in the league against 23rd in the league. So Hartlepool very much struggling uh, under Keith Curl. He might have got his hat trick uh, with his misses. But uh, 
yeah, they're struggling in terms of results on the pitch. <laughs> They've not won away from home all season long. Um, and against Stevenage, they're against one of the best home sides in the division. Um, eight games played at home for Stevenage, seven wins. So you can't ask for too much more than that. Uh, yeah, I think Stevenage will get a, a fairly comfortable win this weekend. Let's have a look at one of their promotion rivals in Northampton Town, lodged in third position, playing against the story of the week, really, Tom, Gillingham. Uh, mm. Going up there, uh, going up there. Well, yeah, it is north for them. Going to Brentford and uh, and beating them on, uh, was it penalties? Yeah, pens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pens to send the uh, the Jills fans into raptures. However, it is a bit of you know back to earth with a bump. To be honest with you, I don't mean to kind of rain on the parade, but previously before that, they could only manage a draw with AFC Fylde, um, a non-league side in the FA Cup. Previously before that, uh, they went two games without scoring. Um, in League Two action, previously before that, uh, they actually went one, two, three, four games in the EFL without winning. This is a bad team, a really bad team, I'm afraid. Um, at home, they've won two of eight. They've only managed to score four goals at home, Tom. We've spoke time and time and time and time and time again about Gillingham's awful attack. It's the worst in the EFL. They've scored six goals in 16 games. And for context, the second worst is Rochdale, 13 after 17 games. So by far and away, the worst. And Northampton, they've not been great recently, to be honest, Tom. Uh, they've fallen off the cliff a little bit. But what sucked me in is that away form. That away form has well and truly sucked me in. They've played eight games. Away from home, they've won four, drew three, and lost just one on the road. It is a phenomenal away record, and I don't see why they can't go to a Gillingham side who we've seen in the past, Tom, when a team has a really good cup win and they're so buzzing and they have to get back to like the, the grim, nitty-gritty of League Two football. Sometimes they can find it hard to be, not motivated, but it's hard mm -hmm. coming down. And I think Northampton could be primed to... To get a victory, don't know if I read out the uh, read out the price or not. Uh, I will just get it now. It's two point six four for the cobblers. Cool. Uh, one for me, and I'm putting this up there in the bracket of potential price of the weekend. Oh, um, Claxon alert! Yeah, yeah, get that Claxon on. Um, Crawley Town against Barrow, and it's the game to be over two point five goals. Price over 2.5 here is 2.10. Uh, couldn't believe my eyes when I saw that price because Crawley, for one, they don't do clean sheets. They've not kept a clean sheet across all competitions for 16 consecutive games. Um, nine of the last 10 Crawley games have been over 2.5 goals. Seven consecutive Crawley games have been both teams to score. So they're conceding a lot, but they are scoring as well. Um, just some of their recent results, just to run through a few. 3-1-4-1-1-1-2-2-3-2-5-2-2-1-3-0-4-1-3-2. Their games are great entertainment. There's goals everywhere. How is this 2.1 for over 2.5? Crawley games love goals. 
I don't get so it. If our sponsors Matchbook are listening, please let us know what the insight is. What's the algorithm? Yeah, yeah. Love it, mate. Uh, I'm true. tapping out on League Two. I don't know if you got any any extras. Uh, no, we'll leave it there. Okay. So we're going to quickly recap last week's treble, which agon- felt agonisingly short. It was priced at 4.92. To be honest, Tom, I was so focused on the Forest game, I thought we might get like a 95th minute pod winner, which would have been scenes. Yeah. Um, we had Blackburn to beat Huddersfield. They got that done 1-0. We had Forest on the double chance against Brentford, a 2-2 draw in the end. And we had Swansea to beat Wigan. And I just... Mentioned earlier how bad Wigan are, and it was 2-2, which stung a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, the fact that Swans were 2-0 down inside about 20 minutes or something was <laughs> fuming. Um, yeah, rubbish. But I guess at the end of the day, Karma has done its job and Liam Richardson got the boot, so... Wow. Wow. <laughs> the view- they're the views of Tom Pipkin and not of the Football Betting Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that would teach him for costing us a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully we'll have better luck this weekend, uh, we hope. Um, we're going to go for the following teams in our treble this week. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday away at Accrington Stanley, Portsmouth away at Morecambe and Stevenage at home to Hartlepool. And the treble pays 4.32. Yeah, so fingers crossed we can get one over the line. Uh, remember, this is just our tips. We do this for fun. We don't proclaim to be any industry experts. Please don't be following following us down a dark alley without doing your own research and having a look into the teams before you start backing uh, stuff that we're putting out there. We're here just to, to aid and help with a bit of extra research and bring you some entertainment. So uh, please make sure you're responsible for your own gambling. Tom, fancy football. I had green arrows two weeks in a row. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's a first. Uh, yeah. And I'm up to, after all that hard work, 251st, which feels like oh. a kick in the teeth, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yeah, I've got it to 210th. I got just above the average. I got 57 mm. points. Nice. Nice. Um, I got 65, so basically, basically clawing you in. Yeah, um, you can we at this game? But uh, <laughs> shall I read out the top ten? Yeah, we've got Andrew Burley, Phil Baisley, David Arias, Ross McCorkwadell. <laughs> Sorry, Ross. great job, pal. Sorry, Ross. Sammy Walton, Pat Ravenhall, Michael Tomlinson, Danny Whiteman, Daniel O'Reilly, and top again, reclaiming top spot is Dan Pinsker with Brizzle City. You've just lost as a subscriber, I reckon. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you do want to join our fancy league, you can. 20 quid free bet on offer for the winner. Uh, you just need to ask us for the league code. And that segues me nicely into ask for some Twitter followers. Now, remember, at the top of the show, we mentioned World Cup. Every single game, we're going to have a tip for you. And it will be exclusive on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast in partnership with Matchbook. We're going to be bringing winners, hopefully. Uh, we're going to be bringing some all different array of tips 
and we're going to really try and smash this World Cup out of the park. So if you can help us by following us and maybe giving us a like and, and a retweet here, there and everywhere, it would mean the world to us. And remember, the only way to get the betting book is going to be through Twitter. And if you don't have Twitter, either get it or ask your brother, mum, dad, friend, <laughs> girlfriend, husband, whatever, to go on their account and then you'll be able to get it. Um, yeah, do that. And if you have enjoyed the show, please do leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And yeah, that's it for us. And we'll be back next week, as Tom mentioned, with the World Cup special. So please do come and join us for that one. It'll be a bumper show. Uh, really looking forward to that. And yeah, it'll be released earlier on in the week. So yeah, this goes out Friday. We're looking at probably Wednesday next week for the World Cup one to to be released so get that in your diaries set your notification bells and all that stuff and win some bets this weekend